Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray dive into AEW Dynamite from last night, especially the end between Brian Danielson and MJF. And are you ready for their match at Revolution? Also, we have a very great, and I mean great, interview with Dax Harwood of FTR that you don't want to miss right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Right now, we're breaking down Dynamite, and let's get into what happened at the end of the show last night between Brian Danielson and MJF, leading you up to... Slow down! Hey, man, it's after Dynamite, brother. Don't tell me to slow down. Slow down! And continue. And begin. (laughs) Tommy, um, we talked about how much you loved... Hangman Page from last night. How much you loved John Moxley from last night. What did you think of that final confrontation between MJF and Brian Danielson before we get to their Iron Man match on Sunday at Revolution? Uh, I thought it was great. I First of all, the F word did not air on my television. Don't know how you got... Okay, well, don't know how you got that audio. Um, I... I loved it. And that's also the emphasis of a curse word. And what, and it was the final two, two words that he said that popped the entire crowd and sent them in a tizzy. The other part about it is a guy who loves to talk on the microphone did nothing, did said nothing and sold what Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson was talking about. Bravo. And registering what he was talking about, backing away from words, taking off his jacket, throwing it down, old school stuff like that. I will always say this till the day I die. Old school will never die. And you could also go old school, you know, new school rules with old school values, those type of things. Those are all things that work. And you saw that last night. And when that final curse delivered, man, the place exploded. That's Everything in a great promo. And I say this all the time. Uh, Brian Danielson is a is a masterful promo. Where did he learn that? WWE. And he can get anything over, just like he did in that promo last night. They did it without physicality. 
They did it without a battle of the words. It was, it's almost like shut up and I'm talking right now. And it was great. And I loved it. And again, another last night's um, dynamite for me did exactly what it was supposed to do. It got me interested whether I want to put down my money and buy that pay-per-view because I was kind of on the fence, but after the promos, and I also know like if I'm going history of AEW and what AEW does on pay-per-views, I'm going to give them my money. And those, those two specific matches, and I know there's going to be a, a whole lot more. They really, really sold me on the show where I was like, man, I'm going to see Daniel Bryan or Brian. I'll keep saying that. I apologize. Brian Danielson and MJF. Could I see a new world champion? And I'm going to see hangman page and John Moxley in a Texas death match. Like I'm cool with just that. I really, really am. And, and like I said, uh, impact wrestling, hard to kill was sold on two pay-per-view, the two matches, Mickey James, Jordan Grace, Bully Ray, Josh Alexander, and everything else was bonus. And it worked. And it will work uh, on Sunday. But fabulous promo and fabulous reactions on your world champion. And these are the intangibles of why somebody says, hmm, maybe this is why he's my world champion. Or even if it is an undeserving world champion in the fans' eyes, like I said to Warlow, hey, man, you helped him win a lot of his matches. And it's like, God, I hate that guy. You're supposed to hate that guy. And also the fact of realism uh, about maybe they, I've now heard this twice about MJF not being engaged anymore. Don't know if that's true or not, but if it's, if it is, hmm. Or even, you know, a, a big issue with Bully and I. Wasn't public about my mom. He said it on a promo. Okay, cool. We're going to settle our issue, just like MJF and Brian. And like you said, something that Tommy said, Dave, um, backing him up with his words. Danielson was able to make MJF take physical steps backwards with his words. One of the things that I teach my students at the Team 3D Academy, located in beautiful Danbury, Connecticut, um, is that when you are cutting a promo, you want your opponent to take a step back physically with the words that are coming out of your mouth. That's how believable you want to be. I've been in the ring with guys, Dave, that when I'm done talking, I can see the look in their eyes that they have no idea whether I am legitimately shooting or so deep into the work that they can't figure it out. Good. That's the way I want it. Because if the pro standing across from me can't figure it out, I know damn sure that the thousands of people in attendance can't figure it out either. Last, the word, the F-bomb that that Danielson dropped. How many times do we hear Danielson drop an F-bomb? Never. How much did it mean last night when he dropped an F-bomb? It was so out of character, it meant a lot. That's why Moxley bleeds too much. Do you get the point? Yeah, it's 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 special because it's so it's so out of left field. You don't see it coming. So when it does come, whoa, it takes you aback like it did last night. 
How about the passionate promo that Danielson cut last night? How about the build, the angst, the animosity, him starting to yell? Does Do we get that kind of promo from Danielson all the time? No. But last night was unique and it was special, right? Yep. That's why Moxley bleeds too much. I keep going back to this for a reason, not because I'm trying to drive home some point. It's about the things staying and being special. Last night was a special promo from Brian Danielson. At least that's how I took it. I thought last night was one of Brian Danielson's best promos I've ever saw because of the crescendo, because of the way he took shots at Max, the way Max would take a shot at him. Because trust me, if there were problems at home between Brian and Bree, Max would bring it to the forefront. And what did Brian do to Max? he brought his personal issues to the forefront just enough just enough as a baby face will do a baby face will never have to rely on stooping down to a heels level but brian gave him a little dose of his own medicine and then finished it off with what brian danielson does best if you can't hang i'm gonna kick your fucking head off you know and and you both are explaining it so well and the fact that one, yes, he did mention his fiance and whether they're not, whether they're still engaged or not, we don't know. But maybe there is some truth to what Brian Danison was saying in that promo last night. But he backed it up. He threw, he threw MJF's words right back at him about the rats. Right? He goes, "No wonder you're not engaged anymore. You know, you're banging rats." He threw those words right back at MJF. Also, to both your guys' points. MJF was storming the ring. He was coming down that entrance ramp. Brian Danielson's words stopped MJF's in his tracks where he, he stopped and then eventually backed off. Like th those came not with, with fists, but those came with words. It was very unique, especially coming from somebody like Brian Danielson last night. And the reason I loved what Max did with his facials being wide-eyed, taking steps back, if that was Kevin or Scott, what would they have done while Brian Danielson was cutting his promo? They would have done the ooh, which to me does not get anybody over because then I'm not taking Brian Danielson seriously because if my heels are not taking him seriously, why should I now I want to laugh at Danielson as opposed to believe what he's saying. Max did as much for that promo last night with his facials and the backing up and the taking off of the jacket as Danielson did with the verbiage. That's the beauty of this. When you do 50% of your job and your opponent does 50% of their job and it comes together, you got what we got last night. I saw a fearful Max. I saw a Danielson that I always knew was confident, but never really heard that level of confidence. And oh, by the way, here's a perfectly placed F-bomb just to put the cherry on top. That's the way it's done. Um, when, I, when I see stuff like that, I'm sorry, Tommy. When I see stuff like that, I get excited to come on Busted Open and put the boys over because all I want to do is put over the performances. 
I don't want to sit here and talk about, well, this was wrong and this was wrong and this was wrong. But when it's so glaring, I feel like I have a responsibility to the wrestling industry to point it out. I also have a responsibility to put guys and gals over who deserve it. And Danielson and MJF deserved it last night. Tommy. Brian doesn't need credibility, but even in his promo, he gave himself even more credibility because what he said was correct. I could have stayed in a place and just taken a paycheck, but I chose to fight. I mean, think about that. It's like, Hey, I could have done this, but I chose. And, and when he said that it reminded me of Mick Foley's promo when he left WCW and he said, I had to, how do I look at my wife and kids and address them and say, sorry, I had to move us back home where my parents live uh, instead of giving up this beautiful palatial estate in Atlanta. And he, you know, he used that to his advantage because he did. Mick Foley chose to leave a long time when, you know, people uh, bet on themselves. The other part is the sell. And when I, I tell you about cell and television, ready for this? Bah, bah, Bushwig? You Bushwood. Guys whatever, Bushwood. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's Caddyshack. Or Jackie, a dump? <laughs> Jackie Gleason. The way his eyes would bug up, humana, humana, and then, oh, you got a big mouth. Or um, Fred Sanford. Elizabeth, I'm having the, I'm having the big one. These are, are famous cells in television industry that got so over, they continued to do it with repetition. Why? Because they knew it worked. Vince McMahon tugging his ear from words. Like these are iconic things. And MJF did those simple things last night, which makes him a great champion for selling what the baby face is spitting out. I agree with you. And and again, just like the Moxley and Hangman Page promos earlier in the show, those that promo from Brian Danielson, think about it. Now, most fans are probably looking at the match that's taking place on Sunday like, well, this is going to be uh, MJF retaining this championship. After what I watched last night, I don't see how. You know, with the fire that Danielson has, plus Danielson has the advantage because it's an Ironman match. Can MJF go the distance on Sunday? I'm going into this match on Sunday at Revolution, guys, and I'm wondering to myself, how the hell is MJF going to retain this championship at Revolution? And I still don't know how, especially after what I heard from Brian Danielson last night. Dave, I could not sleep the night before. Um, our promo segment that we did on Friday. I, I was dead, dead tired from jet lag. I could not sleep because I was thinking about what Bubba was going to say and what, how my retort was going to be. Cause I'm like, man, he's good on the mic. I'm going to come at him with anything he says. How do you think MJF's going to be that night before in bed when he's got, an, he knows he has to go an hour with one of the best wrestlers in the world. Cause you could strip down every promo. You could strip down, you know, everything. But when it comes to, I have that hour, what am I going to do? And then that's the proverbial, Hey, well, can Brian Danielson be a great representative uh, or be the champion of AEW? Yes. The, the, this is a match where you, and, and this is what I really do like about AEW. I can't predict the next two winners of the two matches I'm interested in. Can't do it. 
And that's why I want to watch it. And I like the opposite ends of the spectrum matches that we're going to be getting to, to me that are that are selling the pay-per-view. We're getting a blood feud with Moxley and Hangman, and we're getting a traditional pro wrestling match with Danielson and MJF. Blood and guts versus pro wrestling. A little bit for everybody. These to, 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 to piggyback off what Tommy said, these are some of the positives of what AEW is giving you. And that's why I get annoyed so easily because the fixes that they should be making can be made so quickly and so easily. But it's almost like it's almost like somebody just doesn't want to listen. But anyway. Well, and and I think there's something that could be said from that last caller that we took last hour where he said that you guys are the industry standard. Here you are. You know, you're talking about the tightening of the screws when it comes to certain things. You know, I, I think, Bully, when you do this, some people look at it like you're taking shots at AEW. But as you just explained, these are easily fixable things that in the long run won't take away from the show that we are talking more about the positives and the negatives on the Thursday morning. I have no reason to ever take shots at any particular company or any particular individual. I don't take shots. I'm not the kind of person that hides behind a keyboard or a microphone because I will eventually see you in a locker room. So I don't take shots. I don't, I, I don't do my dirty work on this show because when I, when I see you, face-to-face one day, whether it's tomorrow and a year from now, we're going to have to talk about it. So this is constructive criticisms of any company, whether it's the WWE, AEW, why you don't think I'll be critical of Impact or the NWA just because I work with them? I'd be a freaking hypocrite if I didn't do that. If you asked me, if Tommy would have asked me like a pressing question about Impact Wrestling, like Dave, you asked me a, a pressing question about Impact I would answer you honestly. I, I don't know how I don't know how else to be when it comes to pro wrestling in this business, other than honest, despite the fact the guy that broke me and Tommy in. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. 
Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today. Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Price Picks is the perfect selection for me. Download the app today and use code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bill, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. We welcome in Dax right now. Dax, good morning, and thanks for the time today. Dave, thank you guys for uh, having me on. I'm a big fan, so it's uh, awesome to be here. And I I mentioned during the break that I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you, and I'm going to throw it right out there at the beginning of the the interview, sir. Um, You know, add your name to the list of people. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that, man. You're making you're making some waves here recently, but man, and and I and I and I say this in a joking manner. Um, used to seeing the Busted Open podcast at number one, uh, but recently I've been seeing a number one that's completely different, and that is your podcast, sir. So congratulations on all the success. Uh, one of the things that I always preach here on Busted Open is that we are a community. We're all you know, fighting for the same cause. So to see how well you've been doing with the podcast and, and everything else, first of all, congratulations. You're killing it right now. And how has it felt doing the podcast? What has it been like for you? Yeah, first, I appreciate that. And just to let you know, I'm the new shiny uh, vehicle. I'm the new shiny uh, Broncos that just came out. You guys, the 1982 Broncos. So you'll be driven for the rest of your life. So you're good to go. I'm just the new, the new flashy toy. Uh, yeah, this is fun, dude. I, you know, I'd been asked to do a podcast for a, a while, and I always said no just because, uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of you guys and a lot of po- uh, Conrad's podcasts. And um, and th- to me, in my opinion, nobody wanted to hear my dumbass speak. So, uh, I, I, you know, they enjoy listening to to the podcast I just named. 
and so uh, my buddy, Matt Kuhn, who is an incredible human being, but also a great co-host, he asked me if I'd be interested. And I said, okay, well, I want to do it, but I'd like to do it with a backdrop of being able to uh, speak about like mental health and things like that to, to convey a different message too, or, or convey a, another message along with how much I love wrestling. And he said, absolutely, we could do that. And if it doesn't work, then we won't keep doing it. And so far it's worked okay. And I'm enjoying myself. I love, love, love to, to a to a fault, man. Uh, I love wrestling and uh, I'm just very excited to be able to, to share my love and passion. You know, Dax, I, you know, I used to work with the NFL and I worked with Shannon Sharp and when Shannon Sharp retired, he worked with us here at Sirius XM. And one piece of advice I gave him is I said to him, you're no longer a player. You're now a part of the media. So you got to kind of have to change that hat from NFL player to media member. And you know, that's a difficult transition transition for a player to make because he's friends with a lot of the players. And now he's on the other side and he has to talk about them. You, sir, completely different scenario because you are somebody who's on the air and you're also still actively wrestling. How difficult is that for you? Because judging from the show and you're doing a wonderful job, you are very, very honest, but yet you're still, you know, actively wrestling. Is that difficult uh, for you to do? Yeah, it's very difficult. And it's still a learning process for me too. I mean, you know, wrestling is a learning process for me. So uh, obviously the podcast journey is going to be as well. And so I'm still trying to navigate those waters. And um, I'm, you know, I, I was always one of the guys uh, that, and I'm sure there's a ton of people like this, but like uh, I've never been able to uh, like, I don't know, I guess suck up to people or, or, just completely lie to you or be fake to you, you know, and half the people, and I'm sure, you know, Tommy and bully can, can attest to this. Half the people are going to love you for that. And then the half of people are going to not love you for that. Um, and so I'm still trying to navigate those waters to make sure that I don't make a hundred percent of the people hate me. So it is, yes, it is a, it's a big learning process for me. Well, it's again, because bully was just talking about it, you know, where, He's sitting here because these are his beliefs as well as he's not like targeting something. He just wants it to be better. Something that he loves, just like you, just like me, professional wrestling. And then you're going to have your people like, I mean, we're, we were talking about referees holding the ladder and then people go on and look at WWE is doing it. We, you'd point that out as well, but, and it's just, we just want to make something bigger and better that we love. And, and for you, then it goes the other part where like, hey, if you say something that may disagree with somebody, the world just comes comes at you. Or on the other hand, like you could say something, hey, I don't, I didn't like working with this person. And then you see the person in the locker room, well, where's the issue? If there's going to be an actual issue. Yeah, for, for sure. And I've never, ever, ever in a million years gone on, you know, record and said, uh, this person is a horrible person or his mom's, uh, you know, a whore or something like that. I've, I've never said that. I've never attacked someone. Uh, and I'm no, I don't even know if I've attacked anyone's character. It's just like you said, uh, it's crazy that in this day and age, telling the truth means you're controversial now. You know, um, and so that's all I can do is tell my truth. And um, sometimes I let I do let my emotions get the best of me. And and that's when um, things come out that I probably could say a little bit better. But uh, it's just again, it's just my truth. And everybody's not going to agree. And I try to make that perfectly clear on the uh, podcast, too, that 
just because I see something or I feel something doesn't mean it's right. That's just how I feel. You know, like you said, with the referees holding the ladders, man, that bugs me to no end. And some people, it doesn't. And you, like you said, people said, well, WWE does it. That doesn't mean it's right. You know, right. Uh, that doesn't mean it's, it's, it's what we should do. Um, but just because you have your own beliefs and you speak your truth, uh, that makes you controversial. And I, and that's something I've got to, to keep in the back of my mind as well. Right. Well, Dax, tell me about something that sticks out in your mind, a truth that you have spoken recently that you believe has been taken the wrong way or has caused some controversy. Okay. So uh, obviously the CM Punk episode, uh, Punk has a lot of detractors. He also has a lot of people that love him. And I, I didn't think coming into AEW, I didn't think he and I were going to get along at all because of the stories I'd heard. Um, and I, you know, I, I've told the story before that where I was talking to cash and I said, Hey, if this guy comes in and tells me that I'm not dressed the part, or I need to go wear a suit, if I'm backstage, we're going to have a problem. Uh, but he came in and he was the complete opposite. Uh, so, you know, speaking again, speaking my truth on the punk, uh, the punk situation, um, I never said anyone again, I never said anyone was, was right and right or wrong, but I knew that punk wasn't getting his story out there through any other media. And I, I wanted to be a voice of reason for, for both parties and say, look, fights happen. And again, this is just what I, how I perceive it. And it could be wrong, especially in 2021. I mean, 2023 um, fights happen. I've, you know, I, I've played football and I've been in fights with my, my, my players, my teammates, and been very, right after we're best friends, um, I've been in fights, uh, you know, at, in wrestling. And, you know, a few weeks later, we're like, man, that was stupid. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get it out there. Like, if we're going to make AEW uh, the best promotion, we can possibly make it. The, these entities, the six of us are the ones who can do it. And let's try to do it to make AEW better and to make wrestling better. So that was very controversial. Recently, the the Pinnacle epi uh, episode, I, I said some things about how I didn't uh, enjoy some of the process or I didn't enjoy um, some of the booking was off and, and how I would have booked it. And a lot of people came for me uh, on the Internet for that because they said I should just be happy and sit back. And, and here the thing is, is I was happy. I, you know, uh, I'm very fortunate that I get to take care of my daughter. My daughter and wife are upstairs right now doing homeschool. And the reason we're allowed to do that is because I've been blessed with this opportunity to, to, to wrestle and make a living. Uh, and that never falls short in my brain, how lucky and blessed and fortunate I am. But uh, all I did was say that I didn't necessarily agree with the, the format of the booking for the pinnacle. And uh, that came across as controversial for some reason. And people, you know, came after me. So those are a few of the, the instances. And I'm sure there are things that are completely, all of them are completely my fault. And I could find better ways to say them. And, but that's what I was saying. You know, um, I've got to, to, I've got to, to learn. But Dax, if I could, if I if I could just jump in for a second, for somebody who's been doing you know radio for for twenty five years now, you said something about like, well, you know, I gotta I gotta make sure that I gotta be politically correct or say something a certain way. My advice to you would be, don't like, you know, obviously you don't want to ever want to say something that's gonna offend somebody. That's different, and you do have to be careful of certain things that you say on the air. But be yourself. Like the one advice I would give is just be yourself because. 
as you probably know, in this day and age in pro wrestling with dirt sheets, they're just going to take a portion of what you say anyway or a line of what you say anyway and throw it out there as clickbait. You know, like the one good thing about this show is that it is a show. Your show is a show. You're speaking for a, a long period of time. But people are just going to take one line and throw it out there. They're not going to listen to what happens before or for after. So the best advice I would give is just be yourself because that's why people are tuning in in the first place. Well, I appreciate Dave. And, and I for sure will do that. Um, but you know, it, it does, it does, it sucks whenever you, you try to like, for, for example, um, I said something about the young bucks one time. Um, and, and I prefaced it with this long deal about how I thought they were incredible. I felt that they are on my Mount Rushmore of tag team wrestling. Um, and then I might've said something like, uh, but I wouldn't have done it this way. And, you know, they took that one thing and completely made a, a whole yeah. article about it, a whole headline about it. And, you know, more than anything, my mom, she, she texts me and she, she's the one who is upset. And she says, Hey, don't worry about what these people are saying. Your mama still loves you. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I know. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, but now that you do have the podcast and you are opinionated and you are out there, has there been anybody to say, all right, well, you got to pump the brakes a little bit, or have you gotten complete support, you know, about the podcast? Um, I, to, to my face, at least I've gotten complete support. Uh, I have had a few people tell me, you know, there's some people in AEW that wasn't, that, that haven't been happy with um, how open the podcast is and what I, what I've said. Um, but what, especially with the punk episode um, and even the, the, the most recent, the pinnacle episode, I would send transcripts to legal AW legal and say, Hey, just let you know, this is what I'm saying. Uh, if you'd like to read over it, you're more than welcome to, or if you'd like to listen to it before we put it out, you, you can listen to it here. Um, and if you have any problems with anything I say, please let me know and we can figure out a way to, to edit around it. Um, and so I, I've tried to be, um, you know, a team player uh, while I'm still with AEW. I've, I've tried to be a team player and make sure they know that I would never in a million years go out and try to make the company or any of their talent look less than. That's not my goal at all. My goal at all is just to express how much I love wrestling, how much I'd like to um, help people in general and uh, just just have fun doing it. Because if I'm not having fun, then I, 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 I'll just stop. Well, you said um, still. Oh, I'm sorry, Tommy. Really quick, you said oh, while you're still with AEW, is there like are you, are you keeping your options open right now? Yeah, I mean, you always want to keep your options open. I have a great, great, great relationship and great rapport with with Tony as a human being. Um, I have a, a good relationship with with Hunter too, but Cash and I, we never had the opportunity. We were never independent darlings or whatever you want to call it so we never had the opportunity to travel around the u.s and the world um to do some of the independent things and that's one thing that's very very intriguing to us uh, again like i said i'm very fortunate to to have been able to save the money i had i'm a very frugal guy anyway but um so right now cash and i are weighing our options seeing what we want to do to make us to, what would make us happy and uh, he is the greatest human cash is one of the greatest human beings aside from my wife and daughter that I know. And he said, look, whatever you want to do, you have a family, you have somebody, you have, you have people you have to support. I'm with you. And uh, I couldn't thank him enough for that. So uh, it's rapidly approaching. 
And, you know, you hear so many things, I'm, you know, I'm sure you guys do, about what's going on in WWE, who's in charge, who's not in charge. That worries me, too. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. Keeping my options open for sure. Cool. Uh, what I was going to say, my favorite thing about you uh, and your partner is your work. Um, I think you guys had perhaps one of the greatest years I've ever seen. Um, one of the greatest years of tag team wrestling had ever seen, you know, title wise, wrestling wise, you, you guys were, were wrestling a lot through, through different places, holding, you know, so many titles. I haven't seen it since I'm, you know, bully and Devon had done it. Uh, I haven't seen you guys wrestling in a while. I was blessed to, to see you guys have that match, uh, with, uh, Ricky steamboat. And I was blown away. I had perhaps the second best seat in the house because I was right there watching it and I loved it. And it was just different, but how you have different tag team psychology, but you know, it was also like, this is to spotlight, you know, a legend. Um, but I, I mean, I've watched so many of your matches and, and just, you know, a fan. And then I get to, you know, every time I, you were, oh, you both were always sold to me by edge you know, cause I didn't know you. And then every time I've been around, it's man, I like these guys, you know, they're, they're my type of people. Um, but I haven't seen you guys wrestling. <laughs> are you guys hurt or are you just been sidelined or, you know? Yeah. So uh, Tony, we, we, we had our last match, uh, new Japan at the Tokyo dome, uh, January 4th, I believe it was. Um, so after the, the dog collar match with the Briscoes, I took that. I mean, uh, looking back now, I'm glad I did it. To, to encapsulate that whole angle and especially with, with Jay and my, my right. Uh, but the superplex from the top onto the chairs, one chair lip was sticking up like this and it hit me right on the tailbone. And I'm pretty sure it cracked my tailbone uh, and it swole my, my ass up. Really well, you crazy. broke your ass. That's I right. I think I think I broke my ass. Uh, so I took a little time off from there. Tony allowed us to <laughs> take some time off and figure out what we wanted to do. Uh, I've told Tony, you know, since then, Cash and I said, hey, we're whenever if you want to bring us back uh, before April, we're ready to go whenever you are. And I guess there's just no, um, no, they have no ideas for us right now, which is cool. I mean, they've got an incredible uh, array of talent, obviously, but their tag team division is stacked too. Um, but uh, I, I'm ready to go. Cash is ready to go. Uh, I think we finally let some of those little nagging injuries heal themselves. I appreciate you saying that about the, um, the steamboat match uh, because our goal obviously was to, to highlight steamboat, but also like you were there. Shane Douglas was there. I got a chance to talk to him and tell him how much I stole from him and steamboat as a tag team. Um, but Shane was there. Obviously steamboat was in the ring with us and <clears throat> cash. And I, we just wanted to, to show out for you guys uh, highlight Ricky show out for all of you guys um, because it was so uh, emotional for me that Ricky wanted to do that with us and um, being in there, God, man, he is, he is so good still. He's still so good. Yeah. Uh, but that night was, was very special to me. Uh, and you talked about our psychology, you know, being a little, um, I don't know, different, I guess, for, from other tag teams. For example, uh, it's, it's all because I'm a nerd, a wrestling nerd, dude. Uh, for example, we're doing this greatest tag team of all time uh, tournament for the podcast. And I started out with 109 tag teams, all these tag teams that I have watched. And I narrowed it down to 64, you know, with seeds of one to 15. Um, and like after I finished that, 
my God, dude, I am sick in the head with how much I, I, I love wrestling. I need to take a step back. But it, it all is, you know, the, the steamboat stuff, going back to the steamboat stuff, it, uh, it's all because of love for it, man. It, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and the, the podcasting is crazy what passion and love makes you do. And sometimes it even brings out the, the bad in you, you know? And, yep. And, and you don't, I, I've told this, I say it all the time. I literally go to bed every night watching wrestling. Yes, I watch yes, wrestling for stuff that I didn't see. And because it puts me in that place, like when I was a kid and I just loved it and I don't watch it like, Oh, I can't believe chief J strongbow, like, you know, blue. <laughs> I watch it like, wow, this is amazing. Cause it, it makes me happy. And then I watch a sitcom and then I usually fall asleep just because I want to go to bed happy. Me too. And Rest, do wrestling, things. the office, yeah, man. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I know I liked you even more. Dax, I have two questions. I have one about you talking about, you know, you never say never, you know, possibly, you know, maybe returning to the WWE. And I also have a question about the pinnacle. Which question do you want me to ask you? And he also wants to know where you placed him on your top 10 uh, tag teams. I, I honestly could give a shit less because I know I'm number one. Anyway, so <laughs> welcome to my life. Exactly. You should book yourself on top. Yes. And when you beat the Dudley, just pin Devon. So <laughs> would you like to ask about the pinnacle? And if you don't want to beat Devon, I'll politic you into a corner in which you will have to beat Devon. So <laughs> or a double DQ, something like that. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, do, uh, let's do pinnacle first. Okay. So there was a band back in the day called the four seasons, but Frankie Valley was the standout became Frankie Valley and the four seasons. Did you believe at the inception of the pinnacle that this was going to be about the pinnacle and not MJF and the pinnacle? Uh, so the way it was pitched, I, I listen, I knew that Max was going to be the, the main event guy. I knew he was going to be the world champion and I knew that he was with, and I mean, he told us this, he was with Cash and I and, and uh, Spears because he wanted to, to learn more about wrestling, you know, the actual wrestling part of the, the, the whole package. So we knew that he was going to be the, uh, the main event guy, the, the, the champion. And I knew, we all knew that um, Wardlow was going to be the next guy too. So it was never about that. I didn't, I didn't care that he was positioned any higher than us or, or focused any higher than us. I did think, uh, you know, I told a story about Randy. Randy always made sure that because, because Vince would try to book us when we were with Randy Orton, uh, me and cash as the cannon fodder, the bumpers, you know, for Randy. And then Randy would either powder out or he'd get the glory, but Randy would always politic to Vince and say, no, 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 no. If they're going to bump, I need to bump too. And we all powder together. Um, and so, you know, he would tell me stories about, you know, that's what, that's how Hunter would do it with, with those guys. So uh, we just had, I think Max and I had different uh, ideologies on it. Um, but no, I always knew that he was going to be the main event guy. And with you two guys being outspoken, were there con tense conversations or tense discussions in which you, you know, definitely had a heated debate on how anything should go on any particular night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. It got to the point where he almost, uh, I, I, he said, Hey, I'm starting to get half hot with you. And I'm like, all right, well, I want you to get whole hot with me so we can get everything out here. But you know, he and I have been really good friends for a very, 
for a while since I've been in AEW. And then after we stopped working together, we became even closer. So I think it was one of those things where when we didn't have to deal with each other uh, at work, as far as working together, uh, we realized how much we actually got along. That's awesome. Did me and Sandman make one ten tag team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta have to look back at my my. And we'll argue to do the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pay Sandman for sure. <laughs> well, uh, again, I want to promote the fact the the podcast is amazing, doing fantastic numbers. You are you are a natural at podcasting. The name of the podcast is FTR with Dax Harwood. It's available wherever you get your podcast. So definitely make it on your list of things to listen to throughout the day. Also, I want to make a note of the fact that you're going to be live out in LA. Uh, you're going to have a party, uh, 8 PM, uh, March 30th. Uh, so, uh, talk a little bit about that. Talk about the live event and what you're going to be doing out there. Yeah, my first one ever, dude. I'm super nervous uh, just because I want to make sure we give the fans uh, something to remember. You know, I want, I want them to enjoy themselves. Um, but I have my best friend in the whole wide world, Cash. He'll be there with me. And uh, so we'll make it a little easier. Will Hobbs is coming in as well. Um, Sean Spears. And we have a few more guests coming in too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I think... We'll all try. I don't. I can't speak for Sean Spears because he's been on one lately. But we're all gonna try to to keep our cool and, and be okay. But uh, I just want to make sure everybody has fun. And this is my first one ever, so I hope everyone gives me a pass because I know I'm gonna mess up a lot. Uh, I just want to to give you all your money's worth. All right. So that's Thursday night out in L.A. Uh, 8 p.m. Uh, F go to ftrwithdax.com uh, for ticket information. Um, I don't know. And if I'm free Thursday night, I'll, I'm going to go bully. What do you think? Oh. Okay. Have fun. Dave, come. <laughs> I'll just do a run in. <laughs> yeah. Just run in when uh, Will Hobbs is on stage. That's all I have. No, no, no problem. Thanks. No, thanks. No problem. And also, yeah. and I'll also, just tell the I'll, camera I'll, not to shoot me and Will. I'll extend the, I'll extend the invitation uh, to you. Uh, we're going to be live on Saturday at noon central time at the Whiskey A Go Go on the Sunset Strip. So if you're in the area, by all means, please drop by. Hell yeah, Dave. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And again, it's continued FTR success with- to you and your partner. Thank you, Bully. And you're uh, you're also on my uh, Mount Rushmore. So there we go. At least we got that out of the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Again, the podcast <laughs> is FTR with Dax Harwood. And again, be a part of history. It's the first ever. So make sure Thursday night, if you're out in L.A., March 30th at 8 p.m. Central Time, live, uh, Dax Harwood, the Dax Harwood po- podcast. Go to FTRwithDax.com for all ticket information. Dax, thank you so much. Uh, Continued success on the podcast, and hopefully we'll see you out in L.A. Thank you guys for your time. I appreciate it. See you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.